What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. I am in the studio recording on this Memorial Day with the man, the co-host, who is most connected to this holiday, the man who has just been such a service to his country, given so much of his time and his life and his energies and his effort to the great country of Italy. Sean, how are you, my friend? Thank you. Thank you for not uh, forgetting that. It's been a month since I've been here. Thanks for having me. It has been a month since you've been here. So uh, like, you you have done some things. So we joke all the time that you live in Italy and you're a fake American, but like you're wearing your you're wearing your America shirt today. Yeah, I got this at the Fourth of July uh, in Japan. It's been a while since I've lived in the states. So you're just <laughs> celebrating America everywhere but America. I'm trying to be a good uh, ambassador. How's world. how's that going? How are our relations with other countries right now? Uh, probably parts of England and France aren't very friendly. Um, but you know, generally, um, most most uh, most people abroad they have one question. That's what do you think about Trump? Right. <laughs> that yeah. question everywhere I go. Nothing else. Nothing about baseball or other polit- political issues. They're just like, what do you think about Trump? Well, I, I wish they asked you more about baseball. <laughs> Well, you figure, I mean, what's our number one export? It's like baseball, athletics, and I don't know about baseball. Yeah. <laughs> I think the NFL is a little bit bigger now. I, I was thinking about that the other day. Like, uh, baseball is America's pastime, but now, like, the whole world plays baseball. Like, we're pretty much it when it comes to the NFL. Like, Canada tries to do their thing, but uh, just like just like the country, there's the sport is fake. So, I mean. Yeah, what do they have? The Grey Cup? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, that's all a you cup. Can, we like to eat. They like to drink. Is that what that says? The Germans have a growler. What does that even mean? Uh, they drink beer. Out, <laughs> out of a like out of a growler or they become a gra- yeah, no, they growler when they, yeah, they have the steins. So they're drinking and they're just like ah. <laughs> That's what I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so um it's been a while everybody since you've just had this insanely beautiful witty banter between Sean McAfee and I. As we, wow, maybe we should wait another month and a half before you come on after something <laughs> like that. It was April tenth. Today is is a long time from April tenth. It is, as we record this, it's May twenty seventh. When like so like when this airs, it's gonna be June, dude. And like so, you just you just betrayed us for a month and a half. Where what are you well, doing? Well, I felt like I got banned. I felt like I got banned. My parents were here for close to 22, 23 days. So Taylor, he actually asked me to come on several times. And I was like, no, Taylor, my parents are here. No, Taylor, I'm out of I'm out of the, the city. I'm away from my home. No, Taylor. So wait a second. Okay. So I said you abandoned us. You said you felt banned. And then you shared a story that cemented my point. So I just want to see, like, where are you coming from when you think you got banned when I asked multiple times and you said no? <laughs> I'm totally wrong. You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, didn't you miss me? You've missed me, haven't you? Oh, yeah. This is a great show. I have a great time. Sometimes it's a little late. Uh, but it's always, always go to bed and then, or no, I don't even go to bed. I can't sleep that night. Cause I'm, I'm just dreaming about Taylor and how great our banter is. This is really strange. You're, you're, uh, I don't know if you're like, this is one of those things, you know how, like, if you don't do something for a long time, you either come back a little rusty or you come back and like, 
So like you and I both play video games. Like you're trying to beat this level in a video game and you just can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. You walk away from it and you come back a day later and you beat it on the first try because it just changes your whole thinking on it, right? So By the way, I'm, I'm really sorry for those uh, losses on Rocket League today. Well, just, I, you know what? I Okay, you just answered my question. What I was going to say. I was, know that's what you're getting at. I, no, what I was going to say is I wasn't sure if you were rusty or if you were just coming back super strong because you were rested. And like in the middle of that point, you just slammed into another point, which proves that you're just rusty. It's okay, buddy. Like we're, we're going to get through this. It's going to be beautiful. Everyone's going to love you again. And also, once again, thank you for your service to your country. We're just not sure what country that is. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to, to be serious for, for 18 seconds, I'll have a timer. Did you, did you serve for, for the old America? Yes, I, uh, I served in the uh, Air Force for four years, and I've worked for the Army as a civilian, mostly abroad, for almost 11 years now. Well, I would say thank you for that, but uh, we just ran out of the 18 seconds. So I have to be go back to not being as nice. But once again, thank you for your service to your country of Italy. Uh, so um, it's been quite some time since you have been on. Uh, apparently since then you just uh, abandoned us and it was beautiful and we got a nice break from you. And like, you know, it's like, you know, do you have somebody in your life that you haven't seen in a while and you miss them and then you get back with them and you're like, yeah, I don't miss them anymore. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. I, I think that's that's who we are for each other, and it's just a, just a beautiful and fantastic. But so, what's what's new in your life, man? Your your parents came to the old Italy. Like, what's been going on in in the Sean McAfee's life? Like, this is what everyone has been asking me everywhere I go. Like, I'm on retreat. Everybody's like, "What's Sean up to?" I go to Walmart. You're like, and it's a silent retreat. Sorry, I can't tell you. <laughs> I, to, no, to be I, fair, I my answer was um, I, I said everything that I knew that was going on in your life, which meant that I actually got to continue being silent. There you go. <laughs> no, my parents were here for close to 23 days, and uh, we, we toured around uh, Rome and Florence and a couple other places like Verona. And before that, what was I doing? I went, I went and did a bungee jump. Yeah, like this was crazy. Of the moment, bungee jump. Th these are the two things that I knew. I knew that you abandoned me because of your love for family or something. And then you you bungee jumped off. Not only did you bungee jump, you bungee jumped off of someplace very particular. Why don't you share that a little bit with us? Yeah, so I, I just went for just basically a self-retreat, a self-guided retreat over in southern Switzerland above uh, Lago Maggiore, which is just above me. And, uh, and I just wanted to get some writing done before my parents come. And I knew I'd want to give them all my attention and work a little less. And I was Googling the area. It's called Vernasca Dam. Uh, you excuse me, sir. We're on Catholic radio. You need to watch your mouth. Oh, yeah. Vernasca. <laughs> Ver <laughs> Vernasca Dam uh, in, in southern Switzerland. And first images that came up on Google, I'm like 24 hours out, maybe the morning of on, on the Friday. And it was the GoldenEye Bridge I, I, or the GoldenEye Dam. And I was like, man, that is pretty cool. I bet they do bungee jumping there. And that was the next thing on the Google search. And I was like, oh, no, I just put my head in my palms. And I texted my wife. And I was like, Jessica, will you let me go bungee jumping on the GoldenEye Dam? <laughs> and yeah, so the next day it was uh, it was it was crazy. I um it took a lot of preparation because I've never really wanted to ever do something like that. it was incredible. 
So, yeah, so here's, for those that don't know, the GoldenEye Dang is uh, from James Bond. It's a James Bond movie from when I was a small child. Sean was already old. And uh, it, it's one of the most iconic mo- uh, like scenes from definitely that James Bond movie, but of, of almost all of the films. Like, it's just super iconic. And, and Sean gets to go do that. So the, the last time I recorded a show, which most definitely wasn't with you because you abandoned us, uh, we talked about skydiving. So, like, I, I, I just think it's crazy. Like, so literally all at the same time, Dustin Bertrand, like the guy that was on last week, jumping out of a plane, you're like, hey, look, there's a really big wall. I want to jump off of it. <laughs> it's like, is everything okay, buddy? Like, what's going on? Well, it's funny because I was talking to my brother, Trey, and he was in the airborne or he was airborne trained, airborne qualified in the army. He was like, you know what? There's something different about jumping out of a plane because, you know, you got at least two parachutes on. You You know, you have a static cord that's going to pull that cord for you. It's pretty safe and pretty thoroughly, uh, you know, it's just safe. So but there's a difference between looking at that and jumping out of a plane and looking down from a dam and seeing jagged rocks. A dang. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, gosh darn, I couldn't, (laughs) the Hoover gosh darn. (laughs) Yeah. I think y'all are all insane. I like, and I think it's one of the biggest things, like one of the biggest things for me is that I'm one of the biggest things. Like I don't trust that any of this stuff would hold me because I'm quite large Largo, as they say, the biggest things I am the biggest thing around Catholic podcasting. Uh, yes, by weight, I think I actually am the biggest thing. Pound for pound. <laughs> pound for pound, the greatest. <laughs> uh, so you live in the old Italy. You, as you said, you just like nonchalantly. Like, my parents came into town this weekend, Sean. And you know what we did? We went to a crawfish boil. Like, that was a blast. Like, I love oh. crawfish boils. They're so oh. good. Like, that was the highlight. The rest of the yeah. time that, that they were here... We thank you for watching your language. I appreciate that. Uh, so we uh, like the whole time we were here, we were just like working on the house. Like that's what we do for fun here in Central Texas. We work on houses. We install fans. We uh, remake, uh, you know, like porches and these sorts of things. And you're just like, oh, nonchalantly, I just took my parents to all of the famous, most famous places in the world and some of the greatest religious experiences. And also, while I was on retreat, I jumped off of a wall. It's like that's very different. But very similar to my experience over the last week. I, too, had my parents in town. I, too, went on a religious experience, but my feet feet stayed very firmly planted to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) So same, but also different, just like you and me. So this it's it's beautiful. So like like today. I love going on retreat. It's not the reason I go on retreat, but I love going on retreat because then for the next few weeks, I just have like just bukus of content. Like, and, and, and again, I'm watching my voice. I could have said other things, but I said bukus. Do you, have you ever heard that word? Do you use that word frequently? Yes, they use it in Italy. In they, the of Italy. They, they use it? That's, I, I like how, like, that was the most political answer you've ever given to any question I've it's asked. It's like when somebody does a good job and they give you, they say kudos. So kudos are just one of the, like, like a granola bar for children kudos. with, like, M&Ms in them. So everybody was like, exactly I'm going to give you the, kudos. And are, I'm like, will you please? Are there units of buku? Are there units of buku? So now we're just both trying to say bad jokes at the same time. And it's just making for beautiful radio. Anyway, back to the, the bukus. Uh, so the important things that we need to talk about. 
So I'm I'm at this retreat having just this absolutely beautiful experience. Absolutely loved it. And it gave me just hours and hours and hours of content. Like I don't have to plan the show for like a month and a half because I just have so much to share because the Jesus talked to me. It was fantastic, uh, which, which as people know, doesn't happen very often. It took me going on a retreat and being quiet for quite some time. What a novel concept. So uh, we're going to be sh- talking about some of the things that stuck out to me on my retreat this week. But before we get into that, since you live in such an amazing place, like what's the most recent time that you had like a big religious or spiritual experience? I wasn't sure how to ask it, so I asked both. I feel like no matter how I ask that question, half of the audience is going to be mad at me. So what do you think I should ask you about a spiritual experience you had or a religious experience? Because to me, I'm asking the same question with different words, but people are going to yell at me which one should i stick with spiritual no um i tell you what i think they're the same thing for me anyways um i understand uh, i guess the difference yeah so they're one and the same for you me. think they're the I same some... but you understand the difference and you still won't answer my question good difference <laughs> just wasting time so i went and did the um the santa scala the scala santa in Rome, which are the steps, uh, allegedly, um, the st- tradition says they're the steps that Jesus climbed when he was condemned by Pontius Pilate. Um, and there's some historical and archaeological evidence to maybe not support that. But pilgrims have been doing this for a long time. And I've wanted to do it, but it's been closed down for, for a long time now, about as long as I've lived here so far, so about almost two years now. And so for since, I think, Holy Week until June 9th, They've uncovered them for the first time in about 300 years. So I really had to take advantage of it. I took my son at 6 a.m. Uh, two mornings in a row a couple weeks ago and uh, and did it on the, the knees. And so did he. And uh, really funny story. I think I said it on Twitter. Um, we got in and there was like maybe four or five people there. And Tristan, he's five years old. He's going up on his knees um, pretty quietly, but he's kind of whispering his prayers in an audible way. And some around an adult, maybe in his 50s. You, did, could you hear him whispering his prayers or yeah. was he saying like, I don't like my dad. He's making me do this. I don't like my dad. <laughs> making me do this. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I could, I could, you know, and some guy turned around and he was like, kind of gives him this bad look and Tristan to where everybody could hear it. He says, I do two Hail Marys on every step and everybody, <laughs> nobody messed with him after that. And so he kept going. That, that was really cool. At the end of the day, like maybe four o'clock in the afternoon, he's dad, can we go climb the steps that Jesus climbed? And I said, we already did that today. And he said, yeah, I want to do it again tomorrow. And I was like, Oh my God, she's only five years old. If, uh, I couldn't ask for a better heart. That's great. And I, I just love that. He, like, he gets scolded by a man allegedly doing something super holy. You'll be right. quiet. I'm trying to get close to Jesus. While I get my, my, my religious penance on, please. He was definitely having a religious but not spiritual experience. Your son was doing both. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we, we're going to talk about this whole, this whole retreat thing. And I think the thing that people are going to find most interesting is that me— the, the, old, the old Forte Catholic, the loud one, the Catholic who just yells at, uh, at everything, which, by the way, multiple people have come up to me in the last week and they're like, hey, every time your show comes on, my baby starts crying at the intro. And I said, well, just want to make sure you're aware, like if your baby's crying, you're, a, you're in tune and uh, able to see traffic. So fantastic. It's, it's just my service to the world. It's a public service. Absolutely. So we did a silent day. 
So uh, even I couldn't go a full 24 hours. We did it for about 21 hours. So from like <laughs> like uh, eight or n- like 9 p.m. till about 5, 6 p.m. the next day. We had, a, we had a silent day. Can you believe that I actually did this? Well, did you talk in your sleep? I never talk in my sleep. I only yell. Ooh. But it's not considered talking because it's just noises. Um, Sean, and, and like, I turn actually, your gain up! <laughs> I actually have footage of it. Would you like to hear this? This is yeah. me, rare footage of me while I'm sleeping. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually me uh, hanging out um, and also like you know our, our good friend John Blevins like you, you know that he's a sleep talker as well it's very well known that he's a sleep talker I think most fathers are these days yeah absolutely and he's a, he's a great father here's, here's just a, a small clip of John talking in his sleep mountain Doritos amazing <laughs> Worst <laughs> beard. His, his poor wife. Bald. His poor Headphones. Wife. Lions. There, there it is. That, that's John talking asleep. One day, I'll get your your lovely wife to send me a clip of you of you speaking. But here, here's what we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna take a break here in a second, and we're gonna talk about some of this, some of the things that happened on my silent day. And it was it's interesting. Father Anthony was just yelling at me the other day to be be more quiet, and I did it. And uh, but here's the deal. I saw this quote today that's just going to to blow people's minds. Like today's show is going to be amazing for one reason and one reason only. I did a silent day very recently, and the the venerable Fulton Sheen said, "He who holds his tongue for a day will speak much more wisely tomorrow." So this is going to be the wisest show that we've ever done, Sean. It it is, and I'm very excited for it. And I hope that you are just as excited because you are beautiful in every single way. Guys, we will be right back. And me and Sean, we usually have a guest. We don't need a guest. We have me and Sean. And we're going to be talking about being quiet. Quiet. We, we may come back to 18 minutes of silence for your spiritual edification. We may not. You tune out. Tune out. Tune in. Stay tuned. I'm out of shape as well in more ways than one. We'll be right back. Hey, round is a sh- I muted you as you were talking because I knew you were about to talk. So all I hear is, round is a sh. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, have you ever been in a commercial before? No. Would you like to be? I don't know. Well, you're already in one, so it's too Ah. bad. I didn't ask for permission. I only ask for apologies. I want you to apologize to me. Uh, So um, do you have um, feet that you need to apologize for? Yes. Uh, yeah, me too. I have to cover my feet. And the best thing to cover my feet, socks from SockReligious.com. But don't go to that URL because then you won't get the discount. Go to ForteCatholic.com slash socks and you can get the absolute coolest Catholic socks in the entire world. They've got your favorite saints. They've got your favorite church things. Everything that is beautiful is found on feet. That's a weird thing to say, but I'm going to keep it. Sean, do you like socks? Keep your socks on, Taylor. Okay, you heard it here first. That is Sean's opinion on socks. Let's just get back to the show because this is going fantastic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Schroll, joined by the voluptuous Velociraptor host, co-host, Mr. Sean McAfee. Wow, what what noise were you making? What were you trying to emulate there? 
that the Jurassic Park Velociraptor? Oh, Velociraptor. I did say that word, didn't I? That, that would make sense. That probably made sense to literally everybody that was listening. But I am like looking at a clock. I'm looking at your face, which is very uh, distracting for many reasons. I'm also currently, as we're speaking, pulling down this music and just fading it out. So I have a lot on my mind currently. So I didn't get the Velociraptor thing, which made me look very dumb, which is why I went into this tirade sharing everything that I was going through so that listeners don't think I'm dumb. Do you think it will work? Yes. Good. I'm very glad. Because what I want to do is I want my listeners to think I'm kind of dumb so that when I say something good... It's a surprise to them. And they're like, man, that was actually kind of nice. Instead of expecting a lot from me and then being like, why is he friends with people that make Velociraptor sounds on Catholic radio? Like, you can't set the bar too high. At least they knew it was a Velociraptor sound. Well, all eight of them. You know what we need? A silent day. I, I legitimately thought about doing an entire silent segment, but there are like monitors on the radio that would um, like literally send signals to everybody that runs the radio station um, that it's that it's being quiet, like nothing's happening on the radio. Like silence on the radio is the worst thing because then people tune out and they're like, oh, maybe this station's dead or maybe the station doesn't exist. So like I I couldn't do that. Because it would prove a point, and by proving that point, it would prove a different point, and I would be kicked off the radio forever. So I'm confused. Well, that makes one of us because again, I'm very, very smart, and I just want people to know that <laughs> <laughs> everything I say makes sense in my head, which either means I'm smarter than everyone or literally insane. Which do you think? I think you're just about on level with everybody else. Pretty that wasn't an answer. That was an option for you to give. Okay, since we can't uh, have the silence, let's talk about silence. What, okay, when is the last time not sleeping? Well, I could. I, we can include sleeping because we all know you talk in your sleep. Um, when's the last time you had a long period of silence? Not sleeping. Hmm. And and no noises coming to me that I am like like media or something. Um, no no noises that you can choose. So like like for instance, I know this isn't the case that you're sharing, but if you're in a train station and you're being quiet for four hours, but you hear like trains, like that's not your fault. But if you turned on the TV, you're turned on a podcast. That's your fault. When's the last time you chose silence and sat with it for a while? Oh my gosh. Uh... If it's not during um, daily prayer with the daily office, um, it'd probably be whenever I was on the train the other day. Maybe I got in two hours where I didn't have to say anything and nobody bothered me. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I literally pulled train out as a thing like he will definitely have not done this. Did I literally just pull out as the example your actual answer? Yeah. Wow. Apparently, when I'm silent for a day, like I was last week, I get the gift of prophecy because I definitely knew what you were about to say and I read your heart. Well done. Thank you. Uh, segment over. I win, I think. I don't know what Fair I win guy. or how I, how I did it, but I did. So uh, I, too, have not had much silent recently. Uh, I've also have I don't think I've ever been on a train, but that's beside oh. the point. 
but I, I don't have much silence in my life. I, I confessed uh, on Catholic radio last week with a priest, which, I mean, he didn't absolve me, so it's not confession, but I confessed it anyway. They're like, I don't have much silence. And like to a ridiculous amount here recently, like where like I, I the example that I shared last week wasn't about trains, ironically enough. It was about like me editing radio. And like if it takes a minute for the computer to like do the do the action that I want it to to save it or to condense it down or whatever, like during that minute of silence, I would be like I would put on a podcast from my phone. It's like there was just no silence at all. Wow. And it, like to, like over the last few weeks, it's been kind of ridiculous. And I was in this fog, and I was like, why have I been in this fog? And it's like, oh, maybe it's because I, I've just had all this this noise going on. So we go to this retreat. It's a five day retreat that we do with our staff at Ablaze Ministries. We go every year. We go to the same place every year. We have this silent day. So like I know it's coming, and I was like genuinely looking used, look, uh, looking forward to it because like two years ago it was an absolute surprise and I was like so I was very surprised by it did not enjoy the silent day much because I was just like I'm here with all my friends and now I can't talk to them what is this junior high you know like they didn't want to talk to me again it, it brought back so many bad <laughs> memories and then last year I was like used to it so it was good and like this year I had a it might it might be I, I'm gonna say might because um, I don't want to be a liar. I've never once lied on on radio before. <laughs> like right. I've I, I've also never uh, truly complimented you. But those two things, um, I'll let people figure out if there's a uh, correlation between never those lied two items. And you've never spoken honestly. Maybe. So um, we had this silent day, and my mind, Sean, and I think most people listening know that my my mind is going a thousand miles an hour. Sometimes that is a good thing. Sometimes it's my brain working very quickly and I'm able to like, you know, come back with a witty joke and then it's me and you and then we're having witty jokes on top of each other. Nobody can hear it. And it's just absolutely fantastic. Other times it's not healthy because then I can't slow down. Like I can't like sit in a space and just be. So this this was my experience on the silent day. We are on the retreat. So Monday, we get there. We traveled there. We do like a holy hour, a holy hour, um, like like, and when I like, we didn't have adoration this week, but we did like a holy hour, like it was a guided meditation that uh, like our retreat leader wrote for us. So we just kind of spread out around the camp, have like our time apart. So like this retreat was like uh, different people leading sessions. Different, like we had our small groups, we had like team building activities, we like played a lot of volleyball, like we had we had we played uh, werewolf at night. You ever played werewolf? No. It's like mafia, but with like cards. Anyway, like uh, Americans know what I'm talking about. So It's like Tin Cup? No, I don't know what that is, but I'm going to just say... You're just naming random words because that's what it seems like you're doing to me. Okay. It's like that... mafia. It's like... Well, you're... I mean, I figured you would understand mafia since you're Italian, but that's beside the point again. <laughs> so um, the second day, the second evening is when we start our silent day. And... Like there had been like, you know, good things happen. There had been some interesting things happen already on the retreat. We do like a men's and women's session at, in the evening. We come together. And at the end of that, those men's and women's sessions, we like from that moment until dinner the next night, um, we were not going to say anything. And it's not just like silence as when like we're not supposed to talk to each other, but like we're supposed to limit communication, like even through text or like sign language, you know, like none of us know sign language, but like you and I can communicate and be like, your eye is black. You know, like I just like point at your eye and like fake punch myself. You know, like you'd, you'd kind of understand 
what I was saying yes. as you pick your nose. I wonder what that means. Are you telling me to steal second? I'm not sure what you're trying to tell me to say. <laughs> but here's what happened for me. The first evening, like, it kind of takes me a while to, like, get into the silence. Like, nobody's talking. We're, we're not really in it. And, like, I'm still kind of, like, there's been a lot going on. I'm still processing a lot of things from the retreat. I'm still trying to, like, enter into the retreat and not thinking about the stuff that I have at home. You know, like, normal stuff that, we, that we're going through every day. So it took me about two days to really kind of, quote, unquote, get into the retreat and start feeling, like, the holiness and the presence of God and all these kinds of things. So... Evening of the silent day, nothing really like super special happened. Go to bed, get some nice rest. And I wake up the next day and like the thousand miles an hour of my brain, like I just feel like it's always spinning. It finally just like the spinning stopped and everything slowed down. It's like, (laughs) oh, it's like Taylor is in a body that is at this retreat center and there are other people here. And I can hear sounds like chimes and birds. Like, dude, I never hear chimes and birds. Like, I, I'm always <laughs> only hearing my own thoughts. Like, I never have this, like, internal, like, peace, right? <laughs> like, I have internal joy, but this, like, internal, like, just stillness. I've had that before, like, on silent days or on days that I'm, like, resting, like, where everything will finally, like, it's, like, literally I feel everything spinning and then it just kind of sets in place and it's just still. The crazy thing that happened, though is I started like just kind of walking around the retreat center in between like my times of prayer, my times of hanging out. And I started seeing other people like from, on, from my staff on the retreat. And it's like, whoa, I was actually like seeing them and seeing Christ in them. Not just like usually like my brain is spinning to like, I literally can't list off the things like that, that all the things that go through my head. And I think we all kind of do this to an extent. I, and maybe I'm crazy, maybe not, but like I see Sean and like, right when I see you, I see you're waving at me. Thank you. <laughs> nice to see you too. But like all the things that like experiences, like things we've done together, like, you know, the fact that you're Italian, the fact that you do stuff with like military, the fact that you have a bunch of kids, the fact that you're an author, the fact that you wrote these books. I start thinking about all like us playing video games together, all the times we've had together on the show, like literally all those things pop into my head the moment I see you or the moment I see your name or the moment that like we first say hi. Right. And like, instead of seeing that, like I saw the other person and Christ in them. Is this making any sense at all? I'm glad you see that when you see me. Appreciate that. Uh, to be fair, I said I saw it in my staff. I, I, I used oh. you as the bad example. So uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I see Christ in you. He's, he's very hidden. I need eight silent days to see it back to back. But um, does any of that make sense? Do, is your experience of life anything similar to mine? Absolutely. Um, I was, as you're talking about things spinning around, I'm thinking about sometimes whenever I come home and my wife's like, can I get you a glass of wine? Cause she can see it in my eyes. You know, they say, well, eyes are a window of the soul. Well, she can see it just in my outward behavior. Even if I don't say anything, I just look like, oh my gosh, I got so much to think about. I just need to sit. And like you're saying, just, I need to just be silent. I need to be by myself for a minute. I need to unwind as they say with whatever activity that might take, just to take your mind off of all those things so you can clear it up. But I think you have the right idea. Like those, those silent retreats, they, they do a lot of good. I've only been on a few of them. I don't do an annual one like you do, but um, yeah. Well, to be fair, uh, it wasn't my choice. 
my boss said, you're going on this retreat and you're going to be silent for a day. So, and we're going to play werewolf. Uh, it's called mafia. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, is it, can we talk about that? Yeah. Cause, sure. Cause I feel like you have an edge on everybody. If having a beard is, you know, part of getting points. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, let's all play werewolf. Taylor, you just like playing that game because you have a beard. Because I'm actually a werewolf. Like, at <laughs> our, yeah, exactly. You're just you're just bringing it with the sound. Like, who needs a soundboard when Sean's around? <laughs> just, ab- just absolutely bringing it. Let's, let's yes, Sean. Let's do that. It's the most forte Catholic thing we've ever done. Taylor is finally talking about his like an intense moment of of his spiritual life. Like, finally, after finally being quiet and seeing God and each other. But yeah, let's talk about this werewolf game. So. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. So uh, the, the point of this game, it's, it's just a beautiful game to play with super holy people because like, we all know, like, yeah, like I can be holy, but I've also like, you know, got some, I've got a past, I've got some conniving, I've got some own holiness within me. So playing this game that is based, literally based on lying, deceiving, manipulating others. Let me tell you. I may be decent at this game with regular people. I am a god when I play it with a group of Catholic missionaries. Oh boy! Uh, so, so essentially, Sean, do you let, let, let's pretend? Let's pretend that you have eight friends. You're all on a train. That part might actually be true. The eight friends, I don't know, but no. we have eight friends. You're playing. There are two werewolves. Okay. Two people are the werewolves. Everybody else is a different kind of character. Every character has a different ability. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to tie this into something else in the show. I cannot believe this is actually happening. So everybody has a different ability. So like one person can save one person every night. It's a very hard game to explain, and I'm realizing I'm just digging myself a hole. Essentially, it's like the werewolves can kill somebody every round at nighttime. Then everybody wakes up, and it's kind of like a whodunit. Like, who do you think the werewolves are? You can accuse each other. You can vote each other off. You have to defend each other. It's all a game about manipulating, lying. And they know if they're the werewolves? Yeah, the werewolves know, and nobody else does. And you're trying to figure it out. And at the end of the game, if the two werewolves are the ones left, they win. If the townsfolk, like literally everybody else, kill the werewolves, then the town wins. Okay? Complicated game. Very simply done. Um, and, and, and we'll, we'll tie that back in. Stay tuned for our third segment. Now we'll talk about werewolf again and what it means for the old body of Christ. I cannot believe we're actually going to be able to take Sean's ridiculous tangent into some actual content of the show. So this is all orchestrated and planned. No, don't say that because it doesn't make me look as good when I actually kind of do it because it actually wasn't orchestrated or planned. I had a very well orchestrated plan and you're just like, but what about the mafia game? Because you have a beard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the thing that happened, like once I started seeing other people and like, like experiencing kind of like what they were experiencing. Cause like, I knew what a lot of like my, my team members were going through. Like I knew that there were some pretty difficult issues going on and like, Here's the thing, like like the intercessory prayer has always been, been been difficult for me, for a plenitude of reasons. I've talked about on the show where it's like, can I really change God's mind? You know, like that's always been kind of a question in the back of my head. But at, at the at the other point, it's just like, 
it's been hard for me to just like focus on others, which won't be surprising to people. But like the thing that I kind of realized this week is it's not primarily out of like overt choosing to be selfish, like choosing to only think of myself, but it's like there was just so much going on that I'm not really even thinking of myself. I'm like thinking of so many things that I can't focus on one, right? Which probably doesn't make as much sense as I want it to, but the thing that really like came to me was this, this deep, a deep theme for me over the course of the retreat week was intercessory prayer. Like I was praying, I would see these people and I would pray for them immediately for like specific things that I knew that was going on in their life, which isn't a thing that's like normal for me, right? Like for me to pray, usually it is like my scheduled prayer time. Like you mentioned the office earlier, like, you know, you sit down, you pray the office and like, yeah, there's some intercessions in there, but it's mostly just like, here's what I'm doing. Right. And a lot of things that come to your head, I would imagine are things that are either related to you or connected to you. Like the things that are primarily like you, your spiritual life, your wife, your kids, like the most connected things. Right. But I started like praying for other people. And here, here was the thing that was, that was kind of crazy for me. Is this like, can I really change an outcome or ask for God to change the outcome through intercessory prayer? There were so many, there were, there were two instances in particular at the retreat that like, I could have 95% stepped into this situation, said something, done something, and fixed the situation. I probably could have. But it was this training in, like, be quiet and let me do it. You know, God saying that to me. And I was quiet. I prayed for these people. I kid you not, Sean, in the sharing the next day, like on Wednesday after the silent day or on Thursday, both of those people shared that without any intervention from me, that those things had been resolved. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like it was just super crazy for me. Cause I was like, my two biggest issues that, that I've struggled with intercessory prayer is like the, just simply not thinking of a, or like not being able to empathize with people because I have so much going on in my head that I can't figure out what's going on like what they're dealing with, right? And this whole idea is like, can, can, can this really affect anything or should I just do something, right? And the answer was very clear. S- just stop and let me do it. And it actually worked. And I can't tell you how surprised I am. <laughs> I, really, I really can't. And it was- it I heard was, somebody talking today. Uh, I think maybe it was a sermon daily mass last week where somebody was talking about the multi- multiplication of loaves and where Jesus goes around. He says, well, what do you guys have? He says, well, I have a few fish, I have a few loaves. He says, well, give that to me. And I think that's maybe what you experienced. I'm not the uh, spiritual expert, but I think maybe that's what you experience is when we stop thinking of ourselves and we start giving God things, even our own thoughts. Um, he's able to take those and, uh, and do his will through others and through you. No, and that's really good. Like that's even an extra added aspect for me, which is why we share about these things, right? It's why, why, why we have community. And we're not just silent all the time is because, yeah. Like my, all of, I think I can fix everything, which isn't true. And it's been proven wrong so many different times, but it's for some reason I still think it right. But it's this, it's this humility of like, yeah, tailor everything you have, all your gifts, all your talents, all your experiences are to God, a couple of loaves and fishes. 
just give them to him and let him do his thing. You know, like that. That's yeah. really, really good. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, speaking of sharing, we're going to continue sharing at the end of this break. We're going to we're going to uh, take a break for just a couple of minutes and then we're going to try to um, um, bring Sean's little distraction back into a beautiful point for all of your spiritual lives. Are you ready for this, Sean McAfee? Werewolf. I am next. I am so ready. Okay, we'll see if Sean continues to speak over the outro music like he did last time. Absolutely beautiful. Guys, we'll be right back for our final segment of the day. So I just had a couple more ideas. Oh my gosh, Sean, stop. That was that was awesome. <laughs> it was perfect because I knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Sean, have you ever read a thesaurus? I've used one. But never read cover to cover. Nope. Well, I have. I read the thesaurus cover to cover last week. And boy, let me tell you, there's some great words in there. The one that comes to my mind first, though, when I think about you, is voluptuous. And why I mean that. You didn't think of me until the very end? Until V. I'm very self-centered. But when I look at your beard, I think voluptuous. Do you use any, any product in that beard? Catholic beard balm. You absolutely do, and that is why your beard is voluptuous. I, too, use Catholic Beard Balm, and it is amazing. Do you have a wife? I do. I don't know why I'm asking questions I know the answer to, and it's just you and I here. But anyway, (laughs) does your wife have skin? Yes, but she doesn't have a beard. Where are you going? She doesn't need a beard, because there's also (laughs) things from Catholic Balm Co. for people who don't have beards, like lip balm. Most people have lips. Um, I I would assume your wife does as well, to go along with her skin, and there's there's lotion for that too. You can get all of this stuff at a discount from ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Now I know, I just said it's not just for beards, but it's the URL that I went with. I'm very sorry. Do you accept my apology, Sean? Yes. All right, back to the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic, where I am Taylor Schroll. And the beautiful, the proud, the amazing, the almost American Sean McAfee is still joining me. What's up, my brother? What up? Was that your imitation of of silently my intro yelling? Was that what you were doing? No. (laughs) Well, I can do it. No, please don't. Uh, No one wants that from either of us. So. Uh, when we left, we were talking about intercessory prayer, my experience on the retreat, right? Uh, you mentioned werewolf, and we're going we're gonna to get into both of those things once again. If you missed it, you can always find the show, Forte Catholic Podcast, on ForteCatholic.com, or search Forte Catholic wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, so one of the cool things that happened last week, also in regards to this intercessory prayer, I just want to kind of finish up that conversation, is uh, like... On the show, on the old Twitters, on the internet, like, whether, I think it's probably true of, like, okay, let me ask you, like, what do you think, either your perception or, like, what do you think the perception of me, like, when people think of me or they think of the show, what do you think of the things that they think of? Probably banter, probably uh, hilarity, Um, guests, um intro music, uh, socks, socks, beards, beards, coolness in general, lips, skin. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I I think that's, 
I'm glad I'm right. Like, I'm glad that, like, my perception's probably pr- pretty close to, to what I thought it was. And it's like, you know, it's like, let's have some fun. That's kind of the whole thing. Make us all some fun again. And so I was like, okay, but what about this whole, like, holiness aspect, right? And so I, I shared on Twitter and Instagram, like, when I left for the retreat, like, on Monday morning. Like, I, I was leaving. I was like, you know what? Like, intercessory prayer is hard for me. So, like, I need some, I need some, like, things to pray for. Like, I need something specific, right? And there are some people, like, on social media, like, that, that I've seen that have been going through some stuff. And I wrote them down anyway. It's like, I'm going to pray for these people while I'm on this retreat. And then, but, but I just tweeted out. It's like, hey, I'm on a retreat this week. Um, how can I pray for you? Right? And, I, you know, like, if I tweet something out that's funny or good or having to do with the show, it's like, yeah, I'll get like five, six responses on a good day. Right. Like, but here's the deal. I shared that Sean, I was, I was just blown away because like I was on retreat. I didn't have my phone with me like 24 seven, like I always do. So like, I would like put it away for a few hours and I'd come back. I got dozens, like I, I, I forget the count. It was like 50 or 60, 70 responses of people asking me to pray for stuff. And it was like real stuff, dude. Like people going through divorces, people going through hard times with their families, people looking for jobs, like real stuff. And like, honestly, like seriously, I was blown away by it. I was blown a bit away by the response. I was blown away by like people trusting me with their prayer requests. And like, it really was a cool experience for me. Like to, like, cause that's, that's what I want. Like I like, like, I don't think that my perception is an accident. I've probably done quite a bit of it on purpose, right? Like, but at the same time, it's like there is still this desire for all of us, this universal call to holiness, this universal, like we're all in this together and like we should, we should be helping each other and sharing. And like it really was cool for me not only to pray for people, like people have been following the show, people like, and then just random people because other people started sharing it, like literally random people I don't know asked me to pray for them for like real stuff. And I, I truly was like honored. To, to pray for those intentions throughout the week. It was a really cool experience for me. Great. Yeah. Thank you. That was a, I, I share my heart and you're just like, yeah, great. <laughs> you know what? Whenever you make the list of the litany of things to pray for like that, to me, <clears throat> and I've had it too, is it, it makes you realize it kind of puts everything else that you had going on on hold when somebody mentions, like you said, like things like divorce or it might be financial trouble or trouble between the marriage or with their kids or, you know, maybe the kids are sick, like very sick. And to me, whenever somebody does that to me, it just puts everything else on hold. I'm like, wow, I, I thought I had a bad day, but you know, I just had some issues going on at work and maybe I was unhappy because somebody was unhappy with me and, you know, boohoo. But when, like you said, whenever it's just wow. Whenever somebody gives you a list of things to pray for like that, the fact that they trust you with those personal details is kind of almost akin to a confession. Like they're not asking for your forgiveness, but they're asking you to intercede for them in order to help them through God, through Jesus, in order to make their life at least more peaceful. Yeah, it, it truly was really, really cool for me. So uh, I think I'm going to start doing this more often. Like this was just kind of a random thought I had when you get ready for the retreat. Um, so if you have prayer requests, like I seriously, like it really was an honor. 
um, I'd love to keep praying for 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 the listeners. Like not just like, I've prayed for pe- the l- listeners on the radio, listeners on the podcast, like generally before. Like it really does help me when it's like a name and something, in, or at least username and a specific thing that I can be praying for. So um, it's still up there. If you could find the tweet, you find the uh, Instagram, or just like shoot me a DM or just ask whatever at Taylor Schroll S C H R O L L on Twitter. And Instagram, I'd love to to pray for you. Great way to, for uh, Lord, Lord, please help Chillaxin Catholic this week. <laughs> right, yeah. random username. It's gonna be hard with those Twitter handles. <laughs> nah, dude. Like, it's not gonna be weird because that's what a lot of like my prayer sounds like. So it's gonna fit right in. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit to to this. Let's let's try to make a let's try to make a a werewolf connection here. So uh, before we do that. We have to talk about this one thing. We do this charism test. It's the one talk that I gave this last week, and uh, it was it was all surrounding this charisms test. Before, have you ever heard of this charisms test? I have. It's been a few years since I've uh, looked at that. Okay, so you, you've looked at it. You t- I think you said you've taken it. Um, it's really cool. Essentially, it's this like questionnaire that helps you kind of see the the gifts that God has gifted you with for service of the church and like growing the kingdom of God. So that that's what a charism is. So like Sean, what do you like what are some of like top 2 charisms for you? Gifts probably be increasing the faith and knowledge. Okay, yeah, that's one of them. Like knowledge is one, teaching is one, which I could totally see in you as the, as the author, as the as the like per- public figure uh in the Catholic world. What's another one? Yeah, just helping people understand the faith and, uh, and, and maybe not just understanding the faith as far as knowledge, but understanding um, the, faith like, the faith like spirituality, understanding their spiritual gifts and, and maybe being a, maybe not necessarily right now a spiritual director, but some sort of mentor to um, um, at least deepen their faith. Well, yeah, like you are that for so many people. You're more my mentor in Rocket League, our favorite video game we play together. But that's be- that's beside the point. But um, one another gift that you have that I absolutely do not have. So how this test works is you answer these questions, and essentially your highest, like the highest score you can get on a certain gift is a 15. The lowest you can get is a zero. On the gift of writing, where I can write to build up the church, where God can use me through writing, I got a one out of 15, Ooh. a one out of 15. And you, my friend, are the Catholic author. So I would imagine you scored at least double mine. It was a few years ago well, that I took the test and uh, I don't even remember what I got. I but think, yeah, I, Catholic, I, right. I, it, I've definitely got some endurance for the keyboard now. I think we can confidently say you scored higher than a two. <laughs> I think that's very, <laughs> fairly confidently, Mr. Um, not what would you say? Not New York Times bestseller because the that the Catholic world doesn't do that. But like I've maybe, always said, New York Times best effort, best effort, or like uh, the 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 Vatican bestseller, or like the Antioch bestseller. You know, something more biblical. Uh, you may be able to do so. Uh, anyway, there's this whole charisms test, and. Uh, so we all have our gifts and talents. Yeah, yeah, We've heard that before, a whole body of Christ working together to build up the church. Yeah, we got that. Here was the interesting experience for me in regards to um, one of my gifts. Like, one of my gifts is is worship. Like, being able to lead people in, in worship through music, primarily. Like, in prayer, like worship in prayer, but also primarily in music. And, like, that, that was the first ministry I ever did in the church. Like, 
music ministry and like uh, doing like audio editing or like like um, producing live audio, but then also like singing and then playing guitar and then all of these things. Like that has been before I had the radio, before I traveled to speak, like I was leading worship. And so I've been doing this for, let's see, I mean like 11, 12, 13 years, something like that. Like probably started 13 years, started doing it professionally 11 years ago. Like it's been a long time that I've been doing this. And so it, 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 it's, it's hard for me, like honestly hard for me to know when is this God using my gift and when is it my talent, my practice, my experiences, like my longevity in this, like all the things that I've learned along the way, how do I know? How do I know when it's God working through me or these experiences? Like I, and like, that's always been a difficult thing for me to where I'm like, am I being selfish with this gift? I didn't feel, you know, quote unquote, feel God. Like, have you ever experienced something like that? Absolutely. And, and I always go back to the loaves and the fish, you know, we, it's both, you know, God gives it to us and we give it back and, and he does something with it. That's our participation in what he's trying to do in the world. Right. And I, th- and I think that the interesting thing for me is that I have had times where I've made my musical ability, even within church events, within worship, I, there have been times where I've made it about me, where it's like, oh, I, you know, I sang pretty that day. I chose the song that impacted people. I did this. And it was a lot of me, right? Um, so I had this experience this week of like essentially... It was a, kind of a weird way to phrase the question when all of these charisms are from God and for God and for the service of God. But it's like, God, do I still have it? Not necessarily, not in the sense of like, is this my gift and I'm doing it? But like, do I still have this connection with you when it comes to my gift of leading people in music, leading people in worship? And I, I kid you not, dude, in the middle of the silent day, this song that I never do, I never do this song. I've done it. I've done it one time before and I didn't sing it. It was a girl that I was leading worship with that asked to do it. So I kind of learned it that day, never played it again. It's not in my repertoire. It's not in my experience. It's not in like the things that I do all the time. And it popped into my head completely randomly. And I was like, hey, we should do this song. It's not te- like really like fit for mass. It's more of like, what's one of those songs that like God is talking to you at times, you know, so it's not like necessarily fit for mass, but I was like, it's a good prelude song. Like we can do it before mass as kind of a reflection uh, before we go to mass. Girl starts crying and I don't know why. And then later in the sharing, she's like, I like, I have been thinking about that song all day and hoping they would play it in mass. But then I realized it's not really a song. that's like a mass song. So they're probably not going to do it. Like literally all of that was in my head. It was all in her head. And like, you had a great retreat. Yeah, dude, it was real. It got real, dude. It was phenomenal. So it was this, it was this cool idea of the gifts. You know what? We're out of time. So I have to wrap this up very quickly. I'm going to start talking very, very quickly. So, okay. We're talking about these charisms. We've all been given these charisms and these gifts um, to build up the body, the body of Christ, right? You've been given gifts that I haven't. I've been given gifts that you, that you don't have. Like, and that's true for literally all of us. And uh, it's just like in Werewolf. You can't bring the werewolf down by yourself. You need the person who can tell who the werewolf is. You need the people that can protect each other. You need all of these different things. You need all the characters, Sean. 
You need them all to take down the werewolves. So to take down the Satan, we need to all be using the gifts for the building up of the God for all goodness and his love. My friends, that's Fourth Day Catholic for today. Sean. We, we ran out of time, so it wasn't the well done. wasn't the beautiful connection I wanted to make, but but we did it. So um, for um, for for all time's sake, Sean, why don't you just talk over the intro music real quick? Taylor, you did such a great job. I love you. Love Hope you too. Hope it's not a month before we talk to each other again. It probably will be. I'm talking because you told me to keep going. See ya. Sean, do you want to know my favorite thing about you? Yes. It is the way that you know that I'm recording literally everything that we say. So most it's of the scary. time, you've gotten very, very smart uh, in the last couple of months. And you say, Taylor, are we recording before you share a story that you may or may not be able to share on Catholic Radio? Well, the answer to that question is always yes. I'm always recording. And yes, there are some things that we can't share on Catholic Radio, either because of the content or because we just frankly ran out of time. So everybody can get all of this information. All of the bonus content, literally like dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of extra Forte Catholic with my great guests, my great co-hosts, also Sean McAfee. You can get all of that content at patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. It's the absolute best. Sean, tell them why they should go there. So I wasn't included in the list of great guests? Correct. Thanks. Love you. Love you too. Bye.